Copy, pulling, and Welcome to the Coffee, Kool-Aid, and Records podcast. I'm flying solo on this episode, episode 4. My son Silas is out of town. Episode 4 on the beat generation, beatniks and their music. It was the latter end of the 1940s. Jack Kerouac was riding on the road, traversing the country in search of the Buddha and individual truth. Allen Ginsberg was composing the poem Howl under the naked city lights. William S. Burroughs was reckless, junking up his veins writing novel after novel. The Beat Generation, a collective of writers and intellectuals, was in full swing. Kerouac, Ginsberg, Burroughs, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, Neil Cassidy, Gary Snyder, Gregory Corso, among others. As an era, it lasted well into the 60s. The Beat Generation was a precursor to the cultural and sexual revolution of the 60s. The Beat Generation gave us the concept of the counterculture. And this is its soundtrack, The Poetic Sounds of the Beatnik. This is by no means comprehensive, I'm just spinning some of my favorite records that might represent the era. We'll play some bebop jazz as well as more exploitative or novelty stuff. I would be remiss not to kick it off with the bird, the yardbird, the cool revolutionist, the bebop Buddha himself, Charlie Parker. From 1950, New York session with Dizzy Gillespie in Felonious Monk to Behemoths of Jazz, here is Mohawk, straight from the record, an early compilation LP.
The term beat was derived from the slang of African-American jazz musicians, street people like hustlers and junkies. It means to be broke, tired, or down and out, or at the bottom of the world. Kerouac later stated that the word beat had its roots in the word beatitude, to be spiritually blessed, which refers to the eight beatitudes of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. The term beatnik is a stereotypical word conceived of by various media sources. The Beats did not like the word, I've kind of grown to, to like it. The next record, a 45 on Brunswick by Bob McFadden and Orr, and Orr is Rod McEwen, a poet in his own right. He's also well known for having translated the works of Belgian singer Jacques Brel. Well, the, the novelty 45 plays around with the whole beatnik stereotype. It's, uh, it's called the Beat Generation. Some people like to rock, some people like to roll. But me, I like to sit around to satisfy my soul. I like my women short, I like my women tall. And that's about the only thing I really dig yeah, at all. Well, man, well, I belong to the B generation. I don't let anything trouble my mind. I belong to the B generation. And everything's going just fine. Woodsville, yeah. Some people say I'm lazy and my life's a wreck. But that stuff doesn't faze me. I get unemployment checks. I run around in sandals. I never ever shave, and that's the way I want to be when someone digs my grave. I belong to the bee generation, yeah. I don't let anything trouble my mind. Sneaky feet, yeah. I belong to the bee generation, and everything's going just fine. Back on the road. I once knew a man who worked from nine to five. Just to pay his monthly bills was why he stayed alive. So keep your country cottage, your house and lawn so green. I just want a one-room pad where I can make the scene. So out it's in. I belong to the B generation. I don't let anything trouble my mind. I belong to the B generation. And everything's going just fine. Oh, oh, oh man, poetry and jazz yeah. I belong to the B generation. Yeah. I don't let anything my trouble story. my mind. Hey, hey let's I put the coffee to out. the B generation. Now we've made this thing long enough. I'm going to read an excerpt from the famous Kerouac novel On the Road, the most well-known piece of beat literature. I first met Dean not long after my wife and I split up. I had just gotten over a serious illness that I won't bother t to talk about, except that it had something to do with the miserably weary split up and my feeling that everything was dead. With the coming of Dean Moriarty began the part of my life you could call my life on the road. Before that, I'd often dreamed of going west to see the country, always vaguely planning and never taking off. 
Dean is a perfect guy for the road because he was actually born on the road when his parents were passing through Salt Lake City in 1926 in a jalopy on their way to Los Angeles. First reports of him came to me through Chad King, who'd shown me a few letters from him written in a New Mexico reform school. I was tremendously interested in the letters because they so naively and sweetly asked Chad to teach him all about Nietzsche and all the wonderful intellectual things that Chad knew. At one point, Carlo and I talked about the letters and wondered if we would ever meet the strange, strange Dean Moriarty. This is all far back when Dean was not the way he is today when he was a young jail kid shrouded in mystery. Then news came that Dean was out of reform school and was coming to New York for the first time. Also there was talk that he had just married a girl called Mary Lou. This next record is by a guy named David Amram who was a full-fledged beatnik. He recorded me, uh, music for the poetry of Jack Kerouac and Allen Ginsberg. He featured in a movie about the beats. It's under the title of uh, or the artist uh, Amram Barrow Quartet Jazz Studio Number 6 The Eastern Scene on Decca Records. Great LP. The song we're going to play is Phipps Quips. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
I see beatnik culture as merging intellectualism with the pulse of the street, where the halls of academia meet the wild and dangerous street world, framed in a profound spiritualism. It conjures up a sense of poetry and places it in the working-class world of the proletariat. Babs Gonzalez, who we are playing next, personifies exactly that. He was a bebop vocalist, poet, author. He also had the look of a beatnik down perfectly. He was the face of beatnik culture. He was just so cool. That is the thing with these guys. They looked street-wise, but were extremely intelligent. And the song that we're playing is Cool Whalen on Babs Records. And it is actually the first 78 featured on this podcast. Let's fall in love. Why shouldn't we fall in love? Then I'll be loving you in the hallway. The lights out. Somewhere there's music. I'll hide the moon. Moon of Miami. Shine on Miami shore. Blue moon. That barge, toting that bell. Well, I mean, uh, I'm Copenhagen. Jack and Jill went up the hill. They didn't get no water. Them cats cut into the farmers. Beautiful daughter. No. Laura had a face would drive you to fright every night. Every honeybee filled with jealousy or when they see you out with me. Beatnik culture is probably the culture I feel mo- most comfortable, you know, uh, 
affiliating myself with. I'm a jazz fanatic, and my favorite writers are Henry Miller, Arthur Rimbaud, and Louis Ferdinand Celine. Those uh, those three guys were huge influences on the beat poets. What we're going to play next is Hackensack by Felonious Monk off his crisscross album on Columbia. I found a, uh, a beautiful white label promo of this uh, from a from a guy from a secondhand seller. And uh, man, what what can be said about Felonious Monk? One of the greatest musicians to ever live. He recorded for Blue Note Records, Prestige Records. He has had a tremendous influence on music, on jazz music, music in general, and culture. The the guy is a legend, and he he changed the face of music and and spit in the face of convention, tradition, and broke all the rules.
By the time the 60s rolled around, the word beatnik became synonymous with hip, cool, far out, or weird. And instrumental bands used it as a cool name for a song. Uh, I think it was because they couldn't find, you know, they couldn't think of a better name. It kind of became a craze. Uh, bands like Johnny and the Hurricanes uh, had Beatnik Fly. There was hundreds of, you know, Beatnik Twist. But the word Beatnik even made it across the Atlantic. Michelle Panayef recorded a song called Beatnik in 1966. It's uh, it's rock and roll. Um, it's kind of only uh, really Beatnik, uh, Beatnik related in name. It's a cool little French rock and roll song. Michel Panayef, Beatnik. How you 
honestly feel I've lived my whole life this way For example, take yesterday I breezed home happy bringing her my pay Her note read so long sappy I have run away I threw myself down across our empty bed And this is what I said At an all-night bar Wound up so loaded I tore up my car The judge threw the book at me And when I read his sentence There I said Classic on all the compilations. Bebop Jazz sought to break free from the restraints of conventional swing big band jazz, which was the safe, danceable pop music of its of its time. Bebop, like most genres, changed, progressed, and splintered into subgenres such as hard bop, cool jazz, modal jazz, avant-garde jazz, and free jazz. Miles Davis spearheaded the cool jazz subgenre. His soundtrack to Louis Malle's nouveau vague film Ascension par l'échafou, which translates to Elevator to the Scaffolds in 1957, is a stellar example of cool jazz. This soundtrack established jazz as the music of film noir. In Europe, it was released on a 10-inch LP on Fontana. In the U.S., it was released as Side 1 on the LP Jazz track. I'm playing the very first track, Generique, from a stunning white label promo first pressing of Jazz track.
I shall read an Allen Ginsberg poem written in Berkeley, California, 1955. A supermarket in California. What thoughts I have of you tonight, Walt Whitman, for I walk down the side streets under the trees with a headache self-conscious looking at the full moon. In my hungry fatigue and shopping for images, I went into the neon fruit supermarket dreaming of your enumerations. What peaches and what prenumbras, whole families shopping at night, aisles full of husbands, wives in the avocados, babies in the tomatoes, and you, Garcia Lorca, what were you doing down by the watermelons? I saw you, Walt Whitman, childless, lonely old grubber poking among the meats in the refrigerator and eyeing the grocery boys. I heard you asking questions of each. Who killed the pork chops? What price bananas? Are you my angel? I wondered in and out of the brilliant stacks of cans following you and followed in my imagination by the store detective. We strode down the open corridors together in our solitary fancy, tasting artichokes, possessing every frozen delicacy and never passing the cashier. Where are we going, Walt Whitman? The doors close in an hour. Which way does your bread point tonight? I touch your book and dream of our odyssey in the supermarket and feel absurd. Will we walk all night through solitary streets? The trees add shade to shade. Lights out in the houses. We'll both be lonely. Will we stroll dreaming of the lost America of love past blue automobiles and driveways home to our silent cottage? Ah, there, Father, Greybeard, lonely old courage, teacher. What America did you have when Sharon quit pulling his ferry and you got out on a smoking bank and stood watching the boat disappear on the black waters of Leith? This next song is by the Russ Haddock Trio. On a choral 45, it's Bohemian Girl. A 45 which I know nothing about. But enjoy. Hello there. Oh. <laughs> 
crazy. Like, uh, yeah, Daddy. and the beat generation cast a wide net. People like Robert Crumb or Bob Dylan have been associated with the beats. Pretty much anyone who exuded cool during the 50s and 60s. Lenny Bruce was a fixture in the world of bebop jazz. Known primarily as a comedian, but he was so much more. Satirist, social commentator, philosopher, moralist. He was a subversive iconoclast. His genius landed him in jail numerous times. He waged a war on American hypocrisy, stood up for freedom of speech, and tackled subjects America wasn't ready to face. He paved the way for comedians like George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, and Louis C.K. Lenny Bruce, like Charlie Parker, was a heroin addict most of his life, and it consumed his life. He died miserably with a needle in his arm. Conservative, closed-minded American society punished him for challenging our minds by holding up a mirror. They tortured him for making them uncomfortable. Lenny wasn't obscene. American society was, and still is. Lenny was quoted as saying, I do with words what jazz musicians do with instruments. He also once said, I'm not a comedian, I'm Lenny Bruce. Recall something John Coltrane said. I don't play jazz. I play John Coltrane. So, from the LP, The Sick Humor of Lenny Bruce on Fantasy Records, here is Psychopathia Sexualis. Poetry and Jazz. Psychopathia Sexualis. I'm in love with a horse that comes from Dallas. Poor neurotica me. When my family found out, they raised the roof. Cause I bought a ring to fit her hook. Poor brain, the size of a pea. She looks so nice against the rail. With her pretty long legs and her ponytail. I guess against convention I'll never win. I'll probably end up in the loony bin. But in my heart I'll always be free. 
The head shrinker said my societal concept had been warped by an Oedipus Rex, which caused me to hate the opposite sex. But what he doesn't know is that my second wife was a 10-pound goose named Tex. I'm paranoid and sublimated in love with a horse that ain't been spaded. Traumatic scene, please let me be. I've been hypnotized, tranquilized, analyzed, rationalized, taking every pill from second all to Dexamil, sitting with my wife, nicking in the dark, and knowing her ex-lovers are running at Hollywood Park. Can be a bug, I will admit, but it's all made up when I see her running around the house in the negligee bracing bit. Like most young couples, we had our fights, deciding what's fair about her rights. We finally got adjusted and I was boss When I woke one morning and on a lawn I found a fiery cross The Ku Klux Klan said we had to get out that day Move everything, lock, stock, horse and carriage The Klan wouldn't stand for no mixed marriage So I'm feeling blue Ain't got a penny in my pocket We're gonna volunteer for a satellite rocket so me and her can sit and spoon and visit my first wife who jumped over the moon. Poetry and all that jazz. When I discovered Lenny Bruce, I also discovered that anti-Semitism is just evil, ignorant BS. A culture that gave us Lenny Bruce and Albert Einstein while being a minority group, Jewish people have always been at the vanguard of intellectualism, science, and progressive politics. Anti-Semitism, like racism, is not cool. The next song I'm going to play was a complete surprise to me in 2019. I found this LP at a thrift shop. It's called Are You Running With Me, Jesus? by beatnik poet minister Malcolm Boyd with guitar work by jazz great Charlie Bird. Malcolm Boyd was one of the 1961 Freedom Riders during the Civil Rights Movement. He also participated in the anti-war movement and later fought for gay rights. That is a righteous minister. Song is called, It's a Jazz Spot, Jesus. Jazz spot, Jesus. He's a jazz musician who works here. Jazz for him is art and life, Lord. This is the way he expresses himself, tells it as it is, hangs on and climbs. But the nightclub world is a tough one if you want to be free and be yourself. It's interested in top stars and pop performers. Steady work and the buck go together. And both are somewhat elusive. At least, that's his experience. It's late in here tonight, Jesus. The customers are listening over their drinks. They're getting scared. Because soon they'll have to go into the dark night outside. <laughs> 
There won't be any music or scotch or lights out there on the early morning street. If there was some place to go, they'd leave, but this is the last place open. The musician is wondering if they're hearing him at all through all their listening. He has something to say and he's saying it. It's about death and life, sex and hunger, knowing yourself and being known, the dream, the vision. He's looking at the people right into their dead and alive eyes. And he wants them to hear him. Does he know you hear him, Lord? Before Silas took off, he recorded a reading of a poem by beat poet Lawrence Ferlinghetti. We shall listen to it right now. Poem 8 in A Coney Island of the Mine by beat poet Lawrence Ferlinghetti. It was a face which darkness could kill in an instant. A face as easily hurt by laughter or light. We think directly at night, she told me once, lying back languidly, and she would quote Cocteau, I feel there is an angel at me, she'd say, whom I am constantly shocking. Then she would smile and look away, light a cigarette for me, sigh and rise, stretch her sweet anatomy, and let fall a stocking. Well, that's it for this episode of Coffee, Kool-Aid, and Records. To end this show... I shall play for you Slim Galliard's Yep Rock Harisi. This episode has been on the poetic sounds of Beatnik. I hope you enjoyed it and good night. Yep Rock Harisi Ark Burgo Maxi Yep Rock Harisi Kibbe senie, kibbe bet, laho misho boy adet. Yafra, harisi, burgo, maxi, nchele too. Yafra, harisi, kibbe se vauti, ilaho, ilaho misho boy. Barak, and a tailo, and a bitty killer. Yafra, kibbe senuta, a tailo, and nipo sandro, eco maxora. Masari, bah. Yafrak, Harisi, Kibisinie, Lahm, Lahmishwe. Yafrak, Harisi, Baradora, Rus, Kibisibato.
Copy, pulling, and record, 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 and record